0: Welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases. We're at the Cambridge Hotel on a very windy Sunday afternoon, and it's probably apt that we're here, given it's a rock venue, and our guest today is going to talk about a rock venue, amongst other things.
1: Yeah, and a rock venue in Maitland as well, which, you know, has, has some opportunity there. Tell me uh, tell me about your venue, man.
2: Yeah, thank you, boys. Yeah, the, the new venue is called House of Rock Maitland. It's going to be at Maitland Leagues Club, and uh, I've been working on it for about nine months, best part of the year. Mm. Uh, they've been really forthcoming and seeing the potential. There's a good scene up in Maitland, mm. I'm playing a band myself, so um, yeah, just to get some decent bands in there, and um, you know, uh, we're also going to have themed drinks and. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, and theme the whole place out with decor and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. a lot of people, including myself, think, why don't they just have a club? You can go and see decent bands and they play good, good classic yeah. rock. You know, yeah. so I think people are screaming out for it. We kind of skipped over
0: inadvertently, really introducing who our guest was in. Yeah, in some
1: well, ways. I was so excited about the concept of the venue. That's true. We get yeah, that. I am too. So, yeah. um, <laughs> of course, you are. <laughs>
0: so yeah, maybe you
2: want to tell us about yourself and, sure. you know, and the band and yeah. And yeah, well, I'm, my name's Aaron Gollidge. Um Yeah, I've been in the music scene for about 10 years now. Just um,
1: quickly interrupting your introduction to give people a... <laughs> you may not talk about you. No, yeah. to give people a picture, please yeah. take this in a great way. Sure. You look a little like Ringo Starr. Really? Yeah. That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, I don't know why. But can well, you see what I'm <laughs> talking about though? <now? laughs> a little bit uh... like Ringo Starr in a hoodie. Maybe <laughs> tiny bit.
2: I don't tiny know. Bit, yeah, I don't well, know that it's that.
1: I think it might be the facial hair. Well,
2: I'm a massive Beatles fan, so I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ringo Star now. I yeah. don't have his bank account. Though,
2: that's true. <laughs> but, you
1: know. That's true. What can you do about that? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, do continue. He's the that. only decent Beatle left. <laughs> I mean, Paul is a. Oh, shut up. I love Paul. Yeah, although, I love
0: Paul. Although, that we just discovered Paul. Um, did stop smoking. Yeah, speaking very way, at recently. That's seventy. Yeah,
2: 70. I the, feel
1: like
0: why give up at seventy? You no. made it to seventy. Yeah, yeah, keep, keep, on. keep
2: on, keep on, giving on. Beside the fact that Paul and his greedy father-in-law broke up the Beatles.
0: Oh,
1: and, it's, it's, they were going to break up anyway. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, let's face it, Paul's dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Paul is dead at sixty. It's not the real Paul that did that. That's right. Anyway, sorry. Do continue. You're
2: right. No. Um. Yeah. No. We started. I started the band about ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, called the Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah, uh, we were just a, a shitty covers band. We had, our drummer left and we got a new drummer and um, we changed the name of the band and uh, to Order of the Dragon. <sighs> to be honest, it was funny at the time, the Romance Explosion, we were just getting Borat quotes thrown I, at us at I mean we this did. in the best yeah. possible way. Yeah.
0: But it almost sounds spinal tapish at this point.
1: <laughs>
0: Especially when you talk about replacing drummers. <laughs> yes.
2: oh, this drummer we exploded, uh, no, so uh, hey, hey, uh, we, left, we got a new drummer.
1: Left, <laughs> no, um. So, where are you at now? How many more name changes uh, did you go through? Uh, There's at least number three. There's
2: Damn. It. number three. So, um, to Order of the Dragon uh, was probably our most successful period. Best. So, what's even now? About the second original song I wrote was a song called Hyena mm. Smiles. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the name of the band we changed it to, and that's what we still are now. Can't see it It's very, very Black Sabbath. The yeah. uh, name of the band's the name of the song. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Um, the sort of the meaning behind that is, you know, if a hyena's smiling at you it doesn't mean they're friendly and want to come and give you a big hug, you know. <laughs> I think we all know someone that a weep, uh, a weep, a
0: wolf in yes, a sheep's clothing. Exactly.
1: A weep. A weep. We'll, a call weep. That, we'll call that a weep a from weep. now on. A weep. What is our main topic today, considering you are the founder of House of Rock?
2: Oh, look, um, there's a number of bands I like, and one band I always keep coming back to is Nirvana. Cool. Um, yeah, I like uh, I like them enough to have them um, immortalized on the skin. So. Serious? What have you got? Where? Yeah. Uh, so that's. All Nirvana. Describe it for me. So that's off In Utero. Yeah. That's off Incesticide. And I go on Mr. You yeah, easily, Lovely. you couldn't
1: have picked anything else. That's on your skin. Yeah. That's your topic.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I got in. I got into Nirvana. For those of us old enough to remember will um, know they used to have CD clubs on the back of <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
1: for an intro. <laughs> I never
2: did that though. For an intro, um, you know, you get three CDs for about a dollar each. So for, yeah. Like, for these first three CDs, I'm going to get. I'm going to pick someone I haven't listened to before, and um, so I'll pick Pearl Jam. Ten. Um, Nirvana. mind. Please tell me the third one was Soundgarden. <laughs> no, I wish it was. I can't remember the third one. It might have been Aerosmith, something like that. Yeah,
1: it's
0: not too far removed, but, yeah. probably, the op- but probably
2: the opposite of yeah. what grunge was going for. Cool. I mean, um, as far as my music goes, it was life changing for me. You know, never mind. I mean, just, I don't think many Nevada fans will tell you. Nevermind is is a favourite album of theirs. It's certainly the most commercial album. I still, it doesn't got, matter. There's nothing wrong with it. No, I don't think there is. Either. It's got some great tracks on it. Um, but you know, um, it was one of those albums that sometimes I've got to listen to an album over and over again to get into it but every song punched me in the face the first time I heard it yeah. as being awesome. So It's it's definitely, you can tell the,
0: the Beatles influence oh. on that record more so than any other. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, Bleach had About A Girl but that yeah. was probably it as far yeah. as the pop sensibilities go.
2: But it's all over, never mind. Yeah, me I feel an affinity with Kurt as well as I'm a massive Beatles fan. Um, mm. The more accurately, a John Lennon fan. Um, my son's middle name is Lennon, actually. Yeah. So, so a bit of. My son's middle name's John. Oh wow well, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So Kurt was a massive um, John Lennon fan as well, and that's where obviously his pop influence comes from.
1: How old were you when you first heard Nirvana?
2: Oh look, I, when I first heard Nirvana, I would have been in high school, so I was probably 16 or 17. Mm and um but sort of you know songs like smells like tea and spirit and whatnot never i mean that was heavy for me at the time and um so what were you listening to at the time thinking, like just for for context yeah i was listening to the beatles flat out i was listening to crowded house yeah also a favorite band of mine yeah. um and yeah in in high school yeah mainly mainly bands like that john was a massive john tharnall's scene yeah. in the day yeah <laughs> I'm ashamed I, to admit I've never seen him Don't he's, be ashamed to, Well you'll always videos, have the so. chance to
0: see him the last time again again, again. <laughs> yes definitely. definitely if he doesn't tour with a show called the last time again yeah. then something's wrong it's a missed exactly. opportunity I don't yes.
1: care I'm delving this right off track yeah. pressure down you're the voice age yeah. of reason two yeah. strong hearts yeah
0: Pressure Down used to be my favourite song when I was yeah. a kid. Thank
1: you, right there, and, right there, telling you.
0: And I must admit, one of Deck the first cassettes down. I got um, was MTV Unplugged in New York, Nirvana, yeah, yeah. and Jesus Christ Superstar, John Farnham. There you go. And Kate Sobrano, I think.
1: Yeah, Kate Sobrano was in there. Yeah. And John Stevens, I think, from Works. Maybe. I think he was Judas, maybe? Judas. Judas. Anyway, sorry. Well, continue? the first
2: um, cassette tape I bought with my own money... I think it was Crowded House, Temple of Love, because at, at the time I loved the track. Um, Better be home soon. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a beautiful track. And um, and then I think um, you know I went and bought um, Whispering Jack, John Farnham. Yeah. So um, yeah, at the time I was, I was listening to, to bands like that, and um, and then you got a massive punch in the face. Yeah, and uh, I think it was the first year out of school when I bought. About 1993, when I bought uh, Nevermind. And, um, yeah, obviously um, started collecting their other albums, but I think it was um, not long after I started listening, maybe 94, when me um, unfortunately passed away. Mm.
0: Like Nirvana's sort of a teenage rebellious type music, yeah, and probably regardless of what generation you're from, if you're going to get into them, that's when you're primed to mm-hmm. get into them. So it. when
1: did you get into them? When did that you same can... age?
0: Like, even though I had Unplugged in New York as a ten-year-old,
1: but sort of you didn't hear Nevermind as it was released, being like thirty. Oh no, like, that's what I'm saying though. Like yeah.
0: my first exposure to Nirvana was Unplugged in New York yeah. when same. I was t- when I was ten. Yeah, and so that's what I thought Nirvana was. And then when I got a little bit older. Um, in high school, probably year seven or year eight, I realised that people had these shirts that said, like, um, pot smoking, crack taking, yeah. and all this shit. I was like, what the fuck yeah. is that? And I was like, oh, that's Nirvana? That acoustic band that I've been listening Kitty, to? Kitty Petten,
2: Flower Smith <sighs> and Corporate Rock. Voice. That's it, yeah. That's logo that's on the back of one of my shirts.
0: Yeah, right. that's it. And I was like, what the... Yeah. And then I went back and was like, wow, this... Because, I don't know, sometimes you just accept something for what it is. And yeah. because I was
1: a kid, I was like, well, oh, that Unplugged in New York, that's that's Nirvana. Look, I remember getting... It's funny, being 30, having that tail end of Nirvana, the posthumous stuff coming out when you started to become aware of it, because the Muddy Banks live album as well. I remember listening to that and thinking, yeah, yeah, this is all right, this is okay. And it wasn't until a couple of years later in the early 2000s. might have been... 14, 15, and someone said, just get that album, trust me. I'm like, oh, I've heard them, I know what they yeah. sound like. Yeah. And he's like, just get Never mind." Yeah. And I did, and it was fucking amazing. Oh, it is. It's a great it's record.
2: It's life changing, and, uh, you know, it's funny, obviously, um, Smells Like Teen Spirit was such a successful song, but it was sort of the case in of the the radio world. It just got so overplayed on the radio. Yeah, A lot of us got a bit sick of it. And, um, but because it hasn't been played as nearly as much in the last decade or so, it's, it's sort of becoming another favourite Nirvana song. Look, for anyone yeah. who
1: grew up in the 90s, the scourge of the 90s, yeah. was Smells Like Teen Spirit, Accidentally yeah. Kelly Street and yeah. Last Goodbye by Jeff Buckley. You could not fucking get away from those nah. songs. We all got into it at respective times, just at different years. Yeah. So, um,
0: but that's an interesting point though that you made before that, you know A lot of Nirvana fans Will steer away from Nevermind Is their favourite record yeah. Suck it back dicks. Um, and It's a great record Yeah, I feel bad To do this Judging on Both of your reactions But Like In Utero Is probably My favourite Nirvana record Yeah favourite
1: Is like, fine like, But not better It can't be bullshit To state a preference Oh no quote. But It I, can't I, be but, Oh uh, for
0: sure But like I just think That In Utero Has got more of it's got a spectrum of different sounds, like it's not just the pop, like the pop-punk yeah. Nirvana or the rock Nirvana. It's got the scary, angry stuff, it's got the oh, weird definitely. stuff, yeah. and it's got the pop sensibilities. Yeah, Whereas Bleach was kind of full steam
2: ahead. Just
1: Bleach was formative, you know, it, like it was... You no, know, it wasn't there. quite there. I love there. A lot about Bleach.
2: I love raw music, and um, I love the fact that Nirvana don't give a shit about editing feedback guitar feedback or rant feedback out of their music. Yeah. Um, like Bleach was so jam raw, and that was recorded on $600, mm. and it's It says it on the actual CD, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Um, one of their most popular albums, And so. was it wasn't
0: like the guitarist well, that's credited that on there didn't even play on the album, <laughs> he just funded it, and so they left him oh, in the credits? Way, yeah. yeah, yeah cool. um, this might be a, a bit of a made up fact, but I'm pretty sure yeah. that, um, whoever was credited as like second guitar didn't actually play on the record.
2: Yeah. He just helped fund it, so they put his name in there. Yeah, cool. It's, it's sort of funny to read old interviews with Kurt. He, he refers to them as um, being punk rockers. You know, I guess the grunge term wasn't pinned until you
1: know, yeah, no. after they were around for a while. It yeah. was, it, grunge was a marketing thing, yeah. you know? They were a combination of their influences, yeah. as I said before, like with all of us, but... The term grunge was sort of really popularly coined when SportsGirl was selling like hundred dollar flannels. Yeah. You know? well, it was
0: pretty much grunge is pretty much just punk rock, but with more classic rock influence. Yeah. Like and that's all down, it is really. Dirty sounding, like tune it yeah. down a bit more and sludgy like a person. Yeah. And then oh. take your credence
2: influence yeah. and go for it. Definitely. And uh No I mean Nirvana was so life-changing for me but I wouldn't have listened to them if it wasn't for bands like um, in high school so got into um, bands like Ugly Kid Joe yeah and I never thought I'd, I would like some of that heavy but they were, very, they were I very clever, clever, clever with what they released first they released um, um, Everything About You which was a pretty poppy song and um, I bought the album on the back of that and it's a pretty heavy song on oh. there like Neighbor and stuff like that so then I thought yeah I do like
1: a bit of heavy rock you know. it's like Faith No More with yeah, Easy never,
2: Never um it never appealed to me before, but that's probably why I was um here yeah, thought oh, you know, I'll try a bit of Nirvana and yeah. never
1: look back. So I think you'd try it, just remember the covers. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, the artwork. The, yeah, the um, Statue of, the of Statue Liberty. Statue of Liberty
2: one. with the Lista, finger. Lista, Lista yeah. rude thing yeah. Yeah. What was that Lista record called? America's Least Wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
0: right. So. We had a very interesting conversation a couple of weeks ago on the podcast about um the virtues of the Kirk Cobain journals.
1: Yeah. Oh look! Was... I think before we get into that and the whole martyrdom of shit, let's stick on the positive side because we—I can sink my teeth into that. Okay, go
2: for it.
1: Where yeah. did incesticide come into it?
2: Incesticide um, into
1: into the scheme of things because I, I think of the I think of the chronology as yeah. bleach, never mind, in utero. But where yeah. did it, is that wasn't posthumous, was it? That was like a collection of other stuff. Yeah, right? I'm not I'm not
0: sure, quite sure on the order of it but um it was between Nevermind and In Utero yes, and totally it was basically um some of the stuff they recorded for Sub Pop yeah um because they left Sub Pop to to make Nevermind and yep. Sign With Geffen um so it was sort of stuff they did for them you know bits and pieces yeah. that they've recorded <coughs> over the years and that's okay. probably my favourite but it's got well. Being a son. It's, it, it's probably it's the an feel an
2: Song, I yeah, that song. so it's it's great. And, um, yeah, I, I love it.
0: Yeah. It's probably just the, the only record that captures maybe the humor of the band, like,
2: yeah, yeah. all of the
0: other records probably are a bit too serious, yeah, yeah. Whereas Incest side you can see that oh, okay, they're just a couple of dudes playing and having fun, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And I think there's some like um, BBC sessions on there as well
1: Yeah, yeah So I'm really on just your Wikipedia It's fine, <laughs> okay. I'll just dig into your brain But see, this this will lead to your question in that I love Nirvana, but I fucking hate the martyrdom of the 27 Club and the Kurt Cobain oh kind of shit You know, he was a dude, he was yeah. a... Uh, like, just a meatbag like the rest of us. Yeah. Like a talented meatbag. But, you know, it's it's you read the articles and you watch the docos and, you know, he was just a stoner kid, he was just a punk yeah. rock fan, he just wanted to make music and then the whole unwanted rock star thing yeah. kind of came into it and the martyrdom of, oh, he didn't want to be commercial and, you yeah, of course he fucking did. He wanted he did. to be he successful. To be, he,
2: if you read his early interviews, he wanted to be yeah. successful and he, wanted, he loved being famous so that's... That's someone else riding that bullshit. You know,
1: and that's the shit that I hate because yeah. that's the shit that's popularised once he died. You know, that tortured rock star thing. Of course he was tortured because he had a drug addiction and a mental illness.
2: And uh, speaking of that, um, I really find all the uh, these theories about he didn't kill himself. It's just rubbish.
1: It's rubbish. People need to
2: move on. He had, he had a heroin addiction.
0: Yeah, he
1: did. He had
2: depression. He shot himself in the head and he died.
1: He did. Get over it. And that's the thing. I mean, what
0: I would say that is, I don't disagree, but I would also say that his uh, wife may very well have contributed oh, to that state certainly. of mind. I oh, think. Um, so whilst I don't necessarily think he um, that he didn't commit suicide, yeah. he might have been driven to that. Oh, I don't
1: think he drove her to it. Uh, she drove him to it. it but I don't like, think she was
0: probably particularly helpful. Let's I say.
1: look. I think that she made him feel very safe and loved for a very long time. But she was a very fucking demanding woman for a man that couldn't handle the demand, you know? Like, she probably, in my mind, watching docos and shit, been harder on him and said, straighten the fuck out, man.
2: But she didn't want to straighten out herself. Yeah, of course. She was an addict herself. Yeah. They loved getting on the gear together, unfortunately. But Mm. um, I would never make light of suicide, and it's a serious issue, but... Having kids myself, one thing I can't get over is that he didn't want to get himself better for his beautiful. Yeah, beard. man. I, I can't, I can't get over that part of it.
1: And this, this is the shit that I think about when people, you know, go, "Oh, yeah, he's such a tortured rock star." I'm like, no, he was a flesh bag like the rest of us. He just made some great music. Yeah, exactly. You know, the guy from Boston made great music. Yeah. Fuck, nobody's. Like, Say, okay, pick any giant rock star in history, especially through the 70s, 80s, 90s. Like, if Robert Plant killed himself, he'd be just the same Mm -hmm. martyr. But because you see someone grow old, you know, they just become part of the patchwork fabric. You know, Jeff Buckley died, but maybe he would have made some shit records, like the rest of it. It's it's like if Billy Corgan
0: died in 96, he would be heralded as a genius. Yeah. Yeah. Instead... I think. I still, I still do think. Yeah, he's genius, I agree. But to a lot of people, he's so. a laughing stock these days, and that's that completely, completely unfair.
2: He's just the most soulful, beautiful musician that he, I've ever
0: heard. No he man. was yeah. the David Bowie of the grunge um, right? He Easy. He was the one that was not afraid to do, to one, to be a rock star, and two, to just try different
2: things. It's, it's angsty, but take. He's angsty, but takes you to your happy place as well. Yeah. It's, just, it's just so beautiful yeah you know, so, um, no um, yeah. sorry to bring this no you're down. Right.
1: I just I just like I think it's essentially inherently a positive thing because you're saying this dude is a real human being that was exceptionally fucking talented he wasn't just some you know some saint some aura you know he was just a flashback
2: one of my favourite stories about Kurt is um um, Butch Vig uh, produced a few of their records. No, Butch Vig from uh, Garbage. Garbage, yeah. Um, Garbage. And if I could record with anyone, it would be with him because I love the sound, the big guitar sound. Also produced Siamese yeah. Dream by Punk. Nice. Mm. And, um, and for those of us that are musicians, you would have heard of um, multi tracking. And um, yeah, yeah. what that is, um, for those that don't know, is when you go and record, I might, I might sing i might sing the words five times and and they layer it and it's called multi-tracking same guitars and in every instrument mm. um kurt didn't want it butch Vig it was on the it was on the interview uh nirvana Nevermind, classic albums it's worth the watch they're interviewing bush Vig and he said i couldn't convince kurt to multi-track and um and it's he's and kurt's going i don't want to multi-track because I, I don't i don't want to sound unlike what we are but it's until, we had that attitude when we recorded the first time as well, but until you hear it back, you, something gets lost in translation in the process. You do need to mouldy track. Butch Vigg said to Kurt, John Lennon mouldy tracked. <laughs> yeah. You could see the cogs turning in his brain, and that, that's the only way he got him to agree. Multi track and Butch Vig goes, I don't know to this day whether John Lennon multi tracked, but that's what I told Kurt Cobain.
1: No, (laughs) well, I mean, John Lennon, you can hear it double track, double track and multi track. George Martin, well,
2: it's kind of like why, of course, they they multi
0: tracked, but to some extent, it's kind of like, well, if you're going in to record a record, go in and record the record. If people want to hear you live. They can right. go see you live. Exactly. Go go record a live gig and release it. Exactly. People want to hear what you can come up
2: with yes. in an environment Aren't where you're yeah, allowed man? to do it. For sure, my favourite bands like Nirvana. they sound better, they sound brilliant on their albums, but they sound better live, I mean.
1: In addition to that story as well, I really love um, Butch telling the story of they couldn't get something in the way to sound right, he was recording the guitar, the vocal of that, and he just heard him playing it on the couch, just lying down on the couch, and so he recorded him playing it like that. Like oh, in utero is so raw, yeah. man. It's not like the yeah. polished. Never mind. I'm like, fuck. He recorded him lying on a lounge yeah. in the control room. How yeah. raw do you want to get? You yeah, know, yeah.
0: for sure. That's great. Yeah. Things uh-huh. become about the story yeah. and the narrative, and the narrative just gets repeated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I read. Um, I picked up yesterday's Newcastle Herald at my in-laws today, and there was this little article about you know. That was just basically Paul McCartney says, kind of writing up in an article about this thing Paul McCartney had talked about in some other interview about the revisionism of John Lennon. Yeah. It's like, you know, a lot of people born post-80s don't tend to realise, but in the 70s and early 80s, everyone was sort of equalish. We were all... Beatles, you know, there were more output from some people than others, more critical or, like, popular acclaim for others, but it was all sort of equalish, we were yeah. all Beatles. And then when John was shot, in the years after, you could see this tension and this revisionism happening and this martyrdom, and I was like, right, so John's no longer a person. John's a martyr. Yeah. And it's the same thing, you know? And it's so funny the way history completely revises a time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone labels, oh, early 90s, the grunge period, whereas they didn't really associate as grunge, like you said before. Yeah. They were punk rockers, but grunge became a thing. And And also, Guns
0: N' Roses were probably the biggest thing of the early, like, late 80s, early 90s. They were massive. They were
2: everywhere. Definitely.
1: That's why there's so much golden ageism going on from people between 20 and 30 these days, because they go... Oh, it was so much better 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And it's like, no, no. People in 10 years will be saying it was so much better in the 2000s. Yeah. Oh, it was so much better in 2020. You know? Oh, 2020, that's going to be great for hindsight. <laughs> that man. was a
0: bit doctorish then. Yeah. And you've just returned
1: from your TARDIS. Sorry. <laughs>
0: from when you said the 2020s. I of- take that as a compliment.
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yes. Like, there will be great bands of this time yeah. because you don't remember the shit you always remember the great bits and go that everyone's got
2: up you know I, I had something on Facebook oh, a while ago and I mean uh, someone got offended by it funnily enough um, about I was proud of my daughter because she's not into your Beavers and your One Directions and stuff like that and one of her friends took exception to it No, oh my daughter loves One Direction blah 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 well good for her you know uh, yeah, I'm not Listen, saying it's a bad fed. thing. Yeah, not really offended. Sort Good of thing. for and,
1: um, her. You know, not my said, daughter, oh, but you know, your daughter, and that's fine. She said
2: something about, oh, you know, they're, they're, j- they're you know, they're just as big as your Nirvanas and whatever. And um, and, and every, every, I didn't reply, sort of things. So I was not to defend her, but plenty of my friends did. And um, the difference is between your One Directions and your Nirvana. Authenticity. In, in 50 years' time, if people still remember who Nirvana and the Beatles are. No one will give a shit or remember who One Direction was.
1: I remember Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> but I remember well, Boogie Nights. That's a great movie. It's, yeah, I mean,
0: you're you're right. I mean, it's um, it's a difference between your fast food and you know your actual big? full full three course meal.
1: Yeah thing is, I think they will be remembered but in a different way Because you remember the Monkees yeah. But you don't consider them the same vein yeah. as the Beatles But I don't no. think the no, Monkees
0: no, took themselves that seriously like, they, they did release they Yeah, released but no, but yeah music. I mean, the Monkees knew what they were yeah.
1: And I think One Direction know what they are yeah. I think all five I think of those they do. I don't know think, exactly what they're I don't they're think doing. their fans do though. And I don't think the Monkees fans do But already
2: with One Direction, you're not hearing nearly as much about them well, They're starting to fizzle I hear a lot about them still Do you do? Yeah and that's the thing, each to their own. Oh, oh. for sure, you know, um, each to their own. But um, at the end of the day, um, you know, I love In-, In Utero as well. And my favourite track is off that album, mm. Servants. And it is hard to pick a. Um, it's a great opener yeah, as well. I love that song. Mm. And then be
0: followed up with Soundless Sopranos. Yeah. It's just like a one, two, then H yeah. box, then yeah. Ray Me is like, Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, where's this drum going?
1: Off never mind that opens with the drums fading in. The right. Territorial pissings yeah, or is that's that that's great. Yeah, yeah, territorial pissings. No. The, what was the Nirvana live uh, The Nirvana was live the film? film Yeah No no The one the that was released of, A couple of years ago Was it live at Reading? It was live at so Reading no, it, was it, was live right. it was the one With the blue sort of cover Paramount, Paramount. Um, We were living in Sydney And we went to The George Street cinemas and yeah. this massive Fucking wall of a screen Yeah And um, man When they played Territorial pissings With the drums Starting through the cinema the yeah. speakers Man that was
2: awesome Wow So good Yeah there's an old um, Nirvana doco called um, Nirvana Live Tonight sold out. Yeah. And um, on that, they're on this um, very conservative looking um, Tonight Live show in England. You know, the host is all suited up and everything. And, you know, he's um, like a modern version of an Ed Sullivan or something. Oh, these next group of young lads come from America and. Um, they're going to play one of their tracks called Lithium And Lithium's probably one of their le- least heavy songs and uh, Which is odd when you think yeah. that the chorus is basically yeah. just screaming <laughs> And uh All of a sudden you hear the intro to Territorial Pissings yeah. at not because he just screamed his head off in that song and it's just wrong but they just mustn't have given it stuff. Yeah. At the end they smash their instruments and just all this high pitch feedback and um, yeah, the host gathers himself and uh, he goes, oh, well that was Nirvana, it's not quite the song we expected them to play. Huh? The lads would like to let you know they're available for children's birthday parties and
1: weddings. It's Dude, like I when they—it's like when they tried to play "Rape Me" at the MTV Music Awards, and they said, "No, no, 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 yeah. no." To rate me, like they were yeah. about to hit the button to cut it off, yeah. and it's like nope, nope, hold on, hold on, they're, they're yeah. changing gear. <laughs> changing
0: gear. I remember I um, borrowed uh, "Live Tonight" sold out and "View by Smashing Pumpkins yeah. uh, from Beresfield Public Library <laughs> when I was in high school, and uh, there were v- it was two very formative
2: um, videos, I think. I try to. Um... You know, listen to bands that Kurt was influenced by as well, so mm. the last few years I've got, really gotten into the Pixies, mm. and uh, if it wasn't for the Pixies, you wouldn't have heard of Nirvana from what I've read. Yeah, Pixies are great. And I um, was lucky enough to see them at the Sydney Opera House last year. Oh, mm. for Vivid? Yeah, for Vivid. Yeah, um, they've been good. Well, they've, they've lost nothing, you know. Um, mm. Have you
0: watched the documentary
2: that... Um, I think I got it
0: for yeah, you. really good, man. The documentary that came out probably, what, five or six years yeah, ago? about uh, that. Uh, sort
1: of when they first started touring again. It's really, it's really, I can't remember what it's called. Do you remember what it's called? I'm trying to remember, I can picture the cover, but the title's a blank.
0: Um, but yeah, it was this documentary yeah. the Pixies did after they first got back together. Just, I guess, the trials and tribulations yeah. of getting the band back together and touring and... Is it Joey the drummer when he like sort of loses it yeah a bit when he's like playing drums? He just keeps playing and yep. yeah.
1: Oh yeah, no no yeah that's right. The drummer just keeps playing until he all walk off and he keeps playing. Yeah, it's also a
2: quirky bands, you know. They're as good musically as, as anyone I've ever seen, but um, entertainers between songs they're not. You know they just it's just thank you at the end of each yeah. song and into the next song and um, uh, but that's cool as well. you know, Totally. When you saw Foo Fighters and um. One thing I didn't like about them, and I love the band, was you know sometimes Dave would talk for five minutes, literally. Shout and
1: songs play a song.
2: You know, um... speaking but, but all this time combined, could have been another two songs. He strained his voice in the second song. I could hear his voice go in the second song, and I think he had to recover between songs. But yeah.
1: speaking of Docos, did you see Montage of Heck? No, everyone's telling me to. Ah, uh, yeah, no, you saw Montage of Heck, there. Right? I
0: have not, and I don't want to now. Why? Well, because. Um, oh, Melvin's it?
1: yes. Buzz
0: Buzz Osborne from Melvin's reckons it's rubbish.
1: See, and I... I'm
0: like, well, he was made to Kurt. I believe him more than I believe the filmmakers. Yeah. What
1: he's talking about is there's two particular scenes of Kurt narrating. He'd recorded himself on, say, a cassette tape, and he's talking about sort of uh a time he was going to kill himself walking in front of a train under a bridge and at a time when the posse he was with were all tormenting this mentally ill fat girl and he went back and had sex with her and then the father came to school and you know who's violated my daughter blah blah which were apparently bullshit and i, I could believe yeah. that because kurt wrote just a lot of expressive fucked up bullshit yeah. And he probably recited that as verbatim into a cassette tape and then someone 20, 30 years later has opened up a vault of all this stuff and taken it as gospel. But I reckon what it's worth it for is a lot of the archival stuff and a lot of the home footage stuff and a lot of the interviews with Courtney, which were excellent, really kind of telling. I reckon there's part of it. Yeah, that's bullshit. And I remember watching those parts going that feels like it's not serious he feels like he's just fucking with you why are you animating this and putting it in a ducker yeah. like where's the line but yeah. it's worth it for a whole bunch of other reasons you know yeah. mm. I, I'm not going to get on this tangent again you are I've already too done it. moral
0: I've already done it it's been done did you read the Coco
1: journals no I don't
2: I don't read a lot so yeah. okay just no time these days with yeah family fair enough coach okay. footy as well oh god Um, Yeah, so... um, I got a copy of the journals when
1: I was 14. And I read through them. And uh, Pointy has a different viewpoint... Uh, Pointy has a point. Um, On the journals. I kind of, at the time, bought into the mythology of it all. Um, And that's what most people do. They weren't sort of around when they heard Nirvana for the first time as they were happening. But... You know I can see your point which is that it's kind of not I just right think to it's kind of creepy diary. to yeah.
0: go through someone's diary and to pay to read through someone's diary. Oh, yeah. I just I'm not sure if that's right except for the exact same points that you've made about montage of Heck, yeah. where sometimes there might you might have recorded something that doesn't mean it was yeah. real and yeah. so you might write yeah. something on a piece of paper that doesn't yeah. mean it was real or that you wanted anybody else to ever read that. Oh, yeah. I just don't think it's uh, a savoury thing to do
1: well as an as an adult I can agree with you but as a 14 year old it really felt like well there's enough in this well already like this is like just scratching the surface of the bullshit that's been released around okay you know I mean to be to be fair at that
0: that same age you're talking about I was probably trying to look up look at pictures of JFK when he was shot yeah because that's what you did on the early internet yeah and so
1: I was going to com. (laughs)
0: Spice World Spice
1: World Um, (laughs) Anyway uh, I reckon Watch it though Watch it Because it's worth it Hearing You know Interviews with His mother And his father And his stepmother You know Just about What he Was like As a person Which is the point I'm trying to make You know Like they, the documentary, apart from those couple of animated sequences that Buzz took issue with, which he rightly so should, because yeah. they're, kind of, they're not necessary. It's like, what kind of person are you trying to portray when it's kind of not serious? Yeah. But the interviews with his family now about how they feel about him and his legacy, that kind of stuff, really interesting. Really worth watching.
0: Okay, you convinced me.
1: And as an exercise in filmmaking, it's a really good film.
2: It's okay. really cool. Last year... Um... Went to Vegas in LA. And, yeah. Um, went to our guitar center in LA, and mm. that's where they have the Rock Walk of Fame, and they've, they've got a beautiful um, tribute to Kurt. There, he never got the put um, and Prince in, but it was mm. just, it was just like my mecca sort of thing. <laughs> they, they had, you know, um, you know, one of his guitars on display, and one of his actual guitars, and mm. it was just awesome being there. It was just, it was, it was spiritual. Um, experience before
0: we wrap up yeah. Aaron, do you want to tell us about the inaugural house of rock yeah.
2: gig i do it's uh july 24 it's a my band hyanna smiles headlining i don't know how we got it probably <laughs> <laughs> because they knew the guy that's Um
1: that's not the way it's not the way you sell it you go yes. of course we got it because uh, we're like, awesome We are. We'll, i believe we're awesome thank you thank there you, you. go
2: uh, we're going to be doing a uh, a number of original tracks with some cool covers. Green Day, Nirvana covers and a Sweet. few other awesome bands. And um, our friends band Just Ace and really cool Maitland Aussie punk Rockers. Yeah. They're um, going to be joining us. Sweet. I assume named after Grinspan. Yes. The uh, yeah. lead singer I believe is a massive Greenspan <laughs> fan. But no, I've seen them play. They are really good. Um, Courage is all the along. The first show is going to be free entry. After that, we, we probably will have a cover charge. But... Um, It'll be minimal, so.
1: So um, where they like, people want to look up info yeah. about this, would you would they find it? If we've got
2: a um, House of Rock Maitland. It's called on Facebook. Yeah. So um, go to get Facebook. Up like look up please House get
1: of Rock it. Maitland.
2: You can say that you've been there while we've created history in that first show. When it's massive one day and it will be, you say, well, "Look, I was at that first show. I, I plan on." Uh, on based on the success of this, so I plan on having a, a number of them. So
1: to quote Nick Hornby again, you know, some people never got over the night their band opened for Nirvana. Yeah. Go <laughs> and get in early; you exactly. won't regret it.
2: Exactly. You know, we could be the next Nirvana for all you know. Um, I'm not buying a shotgun now. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a safe, yes. safe thing to
0: do. Yeah. That's
1: probably a good place to end it. Thank yeah. you so much no for no being splitting cases, choosing a great topic. Thank man. you very much for having me. I've really
2: enjoyed it. Uh, cool. sir. I could please get along to. House of Rock mate and you might be just if we can be there, we most definitely will. House of Rock. Yeah.
0: Thanks Aaron. Awesome. You Cheers.